name is Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, we're joined by a very special guest today. Say hello to Chi. That's right. I have returned. Yes. For you, fol- for you uh, loyal followers, you will know that this is not the first time that Chiron has uh, been on our podcast. Quite a few times, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, wow. before we get started, uh, if you guys have any comments or questions or any complaints, whatever, you can email us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Yeah. Uh, You're still doing that repeating thing, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't stop now. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners like it. We think. <laughs> You've had so much correspondence to podcasts at meatandfries.com. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's flooded. It's just that most of it is of such a disgusting nature that we just can't read it out. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. There's a lot of disgusting people out there. So, yeah, I guess we should start with news then. Yep. As usual, we'll, oh, we'll do news and we'll do reviews. So, I've got Gareth Edwards' Monsters and Blue Valentine. I'll be uh, talking about the latest Jackass movie, Jackass 3D. And I'll be talking about an old movie that doesn't get its props nowadays. It's called Ruthless People. Awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that talk. <laughs> yeah, but on to news, there was uh, more casting with the Superman movie. Uh, Amy Adams cast as Lois Lane in Zack Snyder's yes. Superman reboot. I, I like this. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, it's a really good choice. Casting-wise, I really like where this movie's going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had uh, previously it was reported that uh, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane would be playing Ma and Pa Kent, casting yeah. that I completely approve of. That's brilliant, actually. It's brilliant. It's like, inspired. Because Kevin Costner does conjure up that sense of Americana. You, yeah, you, yes, you definitely. Think of, you think of He's America. Got a great just, shirt. <laughs> He's got, he just looks good on a farm. Yeah, yeah. farm, horses. All, he, all we need is just like a little game with him playing catch. He's got a baseball bat. <laughs> He's got a baseball bat, conjure up some of those Field of Dreams imagery, right? You know, middle-aged people in the audience start crying. You know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, Henry Cavill has to go, Dad, do you want to have a game of cats? I'd like that. <coughs> Followed like by... That. Very much, son. <laughs> Followed by oceans of tears. <laughs> we need James Earl Jones just to have a walk-on. <laughs> Peace, love, dope. Now get the hell out of here. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I think I'm psyched about Amy Adams getting cast. I'm a big Amy Adams fan. Yes. And, and she's got that nice, you know that she can handle that nice zip to yes. the to she's the got yeah. Very good comic timing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who was the lowest line in the previous? Oh, she's my girl Kidder. No, 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 no from no, the no, returns. Oh, uh, Kate Bosworth. Yes. Yeah, that, she was terrible. She was yeah. like, what? She was she's terrible. She's kind of like a block of wood. Yeah. Amy Adams, like from the movie, like, what was that? Enchanted? Yeah, she, yeah. I yeah. mean, she can really. She can emote. Yeah. And she can handle comedy. Kate Bosworth, though, I mean, she was. I didn't like her in Superman Returns, but I don't mind her so much. She was. She, I thought she was pretty funny in uh, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. I haven't seen that. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> and she was also uh, good in Wonderland, that uh, James, that John Holmes movie that Val Kilmer oh, Val did. Kilmer. Oh, yeah, before Val Kilmer got really fat. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Val Kilmer lately? He looks like a tub of shit. Yes. <laughs> He's turning into William Shatner. Oh fuck! But William Shatner's got the face for it. Val yeah. Kilmer just looks weird. <laughs> Val Kilmer looks like the shit demon from Dogma. Yeah. <laughs> Iceman's well. Ice gone. Iceman's gone. No more Iceman. Yeah, no more space for the wingman. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, yeah, um, so there's that. There was also the thing where they're going to reboot, reboot Batman as well. There's a whole lot of Marvel. Yeah, yeah, this, this, this sounds fucking weird. Talk, they're already talking about rebooting. The like, producers are about rebooting Batman like before they've released the third Batman. They really, they, re- they really need to have a little bit of time between reboots now. It's just, it's just, it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like if a movie's getting rebooted like six months after it comes out in the cinema. It's just ridiculous. And it, and it makes the... And, you know, and uh, even if the reboot's good, you just suffer because it, not enough time has gone by. You still no. got the taste of the other one in, in, in your mouth. And either way, if it's a good or a bad film, it's going to affect how you perceive the reboot by doing it so soon after. Exactly. 
I, I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, I think, you know, the more Batman, the better. I'm all right. I guess if you look at it like uh, like from a comic book fan point of view, is that if a movie, just look at it the same way you look at a Batman comic, it's like yeah. it's a different interpretation yeah, from a different Yeah, there's so many writer. different comic, the Batman thing, comics coming out every month. That, the you know, you can the reboot cycle has gotten so short now because film audiences are getting used to that. Yeah. They're becoming yeah. I mean, comic book audiences. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. You know, at some point, they'll have, you know, uh, they could have Superman and Batman World's Finest in the cinema, but also have Gaslamp Batman. Yeah. 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 At the same time, At one point, People would just be like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, I like Batman. Let's yeah, see I mean, Batman. as long as it's good. I mean, the the, the the main worry, of course, is that if you keep speeding these things through, you end up with Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I really suffer from not having. A but they don't have rights issues and all other crap that like they. Have well, they do with Superman, right? They yeah. have to. They have to go into production on the Superman movie, otherwise they couldn't go into. Production. But what is the? I can't remember. What's the deal with the Superman movies? That they they lose the rights to Fortress of Solitude or something, and, uh, and a couple of other things, right? Karen's or L. They lose his Superboy, parents. Superboy, they lose. Yeah, Superboy as well. It's like all the stuff that, because I think what is it? The copyright rules in America, after a certain amount of time, they have to years Yeah. Back to the creators, and they're already mm-hmm. at that point. I think. Marvel is going through the same thing now. Yeah, like I think a couple of years ago, Disney got it extended because they were going to lose the rights to Mickey Mouse and everyone could just start, pay, you know, doing their own shit. <laughs> right. But which which right could now, be a good thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see Nickelodeon take a... <laughs> <laughs> after Rango, I would really like to see Nickelodeon take a bash at a Fuck Disney character. David Lynch's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse, like... He just cries <laughs> to the <same laughs> of- Shut your filthy pie hole! <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Donald, Mickey wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Marvel is apparently going through the same thing because uh, Jack Kirby's family is trying Gore to get Gore Verbinski's right Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I can see that. Mickey Mouse played by Johnny Depp. Oh, that would be yeah, weird. Yeah, that'd be everything. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. But, uh, yeah. Gonna get the steamboat. Who would you, who would you, let's just say, okay, let's just say you were going to do, like, uh, a dark, a, a, weird, a dark, weird, tripped-out Mickey Mouse movie where you could have Mickey, Minnie, uh, Donald, and Goofy. And Goofy. Who would you, who would you cast? Who would you cast these? As these voices. Who would you cast as Donald? Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. Chris Evans is goofy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So wait, Warner's right now, they're trying to do a rebooted Batman. Yeah. And is the Justice League, they're going to do part of the rebooted Batman? No, I think they're going to do, they're working on the Justice League as well, but they were asked about whether it would have Henry Cavill across or would it have Green Hodge or... Zack Snyder has already gone on record saying that his movie has nothing his to do with His movie stands the, alone. So and they've said that they're, they're going the separate pools of thought. They're going so, to, so Superman Justice League will, will be, be a separate reality. Batman will be a separate reality. Justice League and will be Green Lantern would also be its own thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, just uh, Ryan Reynolds has confirmed that he's not playing Green Lantern in Justice League. Yeah, which could be—I don't know—that's weird. That's going to be really weird. It is going to be strange because I think in, in, in comics you're kind of used to that, but in film you kind of lock in one guy as yeah, a character. Yeah, and especially if that guy nails it, you know. Yeah. So it's so. It's, could anybody else play Tony Stark at this point? I don't think so. No, no. So, I mean, it, Liv Schreiber. <laughs> he gains about two feet in height. Whoa! <laughs> no, that would be weird. I mean, it's a suit. I, and and there's just something about it. I just for some strange reason I don't see a Justice League movie working no. in the same way that I see an Avengers movie working. You know, be, and, and DC characters have always had that problem because they are bigger than life. They They're are not, bigger than life, and yeah. you'd have to, I think, go the Grant Morrison route. He he wrote a run on JLA where sort of 
You every, can't do a Grant Morrison you, you No, you can. <laughs> no, no, if you do his JLA run, I mean, every storyline was this massive, cosmic, over-the-top kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because that's the only, any, there's even, I think... But will that translate to screen? And this ties into, like, uh, talking about the, the new Green Lantern trailer. Because mm-hmm. that is going all out to be, like, true true to the comic book, and does it work? Yeah, you know? is it too far removed from reality that people can't... Which has always been a problem with the DC characters. Yeah, they are godlike. With the exception of Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but even with that, is, he's clinically insane. Yeah, and Batman is kind of like a Marvel <laughs> character in the DCU. If you think of like Marvel characters, Batman kind of falls into that sort of flawed. A little bit, yeah. because I always like it. Like when I was a, when I was a kid, before I really noticed the big difference between DC and Marvel, I was always surprised that Darede- Daredevil never guest starred in a Batman story. Yeah, because <laughs> they always felt like they lived in the same world as a kid, not really differentiating yeah. the companies. You know, it's like how come, like, how come Spider-Man can visit Daredevil and Daredevil can visit Spider-Man, but Daredevil can't visit Batman? It yeah. seems like they live in the same world. Why doesn't Spider-Man visit Superman? You know, just like weird shit like that. Because, yeah. you know, that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so then they'll capture the phone for the JLA movie. I mean, just have that that just throw everyone into it, no introductions, and just go straight from it. Hope just assume the audience has everyone and just have a fun time with it. You, you know, you know who I uh, really feel sorry for are the guys that got cast in George Miller's JLA. Yeah, it's like fuck. Dad, I had to audition my ass off, and now you're doing it again? Yeah. So close. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be strange, I think. It's going to be very strange. Because Arnie Hammer from uh, the Facebook movie, he was mm-hmm. supposed to be Batman yeah. in the JLA movie. And Adam Brody was supposed to be the Flash. <laughs> Could work. Could work. Adam Brody is the Flash, I can see happening. Yeah. Although, I would still rather see Ryan Reynolds play the Flash than I would see Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds play yeah. Hal Jordan. Totally. Hey, did you hear about the the, the Wonder Woman, uh, the David E. Kelly thing, where apparently she doesn't have the lasso of truth, instead she uses a syringe? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So she just injects sort of, what is it called, sodium pentothal? Pentothal, yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah, well, I could do that. Because <laughs> you know? like uh, on uh, com, there's uh, like a set photo of uh, Adrian Pelicki, who plays Wonder Woman, uh, ap- apprehending a criminal and injecting him in the neck with a hypodermic syringe. And like they have a scene description of how it's uh, in the scene. It's like, and suddenly a golden cord of sorts shoots out about 60 feet, seemingly from her hand, lightning fast. It collars the fleeting suspect and clotheslines him. He lands with his back with a thud. With one pull, she yanks him like a dead fish, as fast as a recoiling tape measure. While he's unconscious, she quickly pats him down, then plunges a hypodermic needle into his neck. Tourists quickly converge, snapping pictures, begging for autographs. Wonder Woman then picks up her unconscious prey, slings him over her shoulder, just as the police charge it. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be weird. Yeah. And well, you've seen the have you seen the photos as well of the costume? They've changed. Yeah, they changed the costume the... because everyone got so pissed off. Well, also she probably couldn't run in that other one. Hmm? There's a lot of action shots of the. They had some set shots of her like running over cars and jumping on things, and it's and now a pair of like cotton sweat pants instead of the, the skin tight type blue shit. I but, can... she, but she does have stars on the side, of, and the boots are red, not blue. I can right. see where she's coming from though, because that first costume was like, how do you move in that? Yeah, thing? it's like you're vacuum packed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, they've been trying to get a Wonder Woman movie off the ground for ages. Yeah. I thought they had the magic thing when they hired Josh Whedon to do it, but mm-hmm. apparently not. Yeah. So we'll see if it works as a TV show. But David E. Kelly doesn't seem to be someone who... It does seem like the wrong choice. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know. It's a bit, but, but again, like uh, talking about the whole DC characters thing, Wonder Woman has always been problematic. Mm. The same way that you would... Uh, that we would talk about bef- when they were making when Half they were starting shit's to make all S&M fantasy. Hmm? Yeah. Half her shit's all S&M fantasy. The guy who wrote it was like a mad S&M 
Yeah, yeah, that's why whatever she and it kind of shows. Oh no, tied up again. Yeah, so she's tied up. I mean, part of the story character is she's tied up by a man. She's helpless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the 1940s Wonder Woman covers are all bondage covers. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. sort of tied up and like a missile is flying towards her. And, of course, incredibly phallic. I mean, like, every cover was like that. Yeah, no, she, she's. I want to go read some comics. She's a weird character. Can we hit pause? <laughs> no pausing, no editing. That's what this, I just don't have time. Oh, God. Uh, we talked about the Avengers earlier and Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner apparently might be showing up in, in Thor, Thor yeah. as a little cameo for Hawkeye. Yeah. Which sounds good. But another thing he's working on now, I ne- this is, never heard of this. Jeremy Renner and Gemma Atherton are in uh, Hansel, Hansel and Gretel, Gretel yeah. Witch Hunters. Yeah, I did hear about this, but I just have. I, I, I just got. As soon as I see Gemma Atherton's yeah. name, I just switch off. I'm like, I just I cannot. I can't listen to you. I can't watch you. I can't see your name written anywhere. It caused me bodily harm. I just, you know, I just. He's need out Renner's coming up for everything because he's doing that. He's yeah. going to take over the lead from Mission Impossible. Yep. Mission yeah, Impossible. yeah, yeah. And apparently he's in talks to take over for the new Bourne film. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. He's becoming the, he's becoming uh, the next Tommy Lee Jones. Do you remember when Tommy Lee Jones did The Fugitive? It seemed like he was in every Everything. single movie released after that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like like five, six movies in the same week. It's like, what the fuck? But I don't think Jeremy Renner's playing Jason Bourne. It's, it's within the Bourne universe, but it's a separate sort of thing. I'm not, I mean, I, I don't really have any interest in seeing them continue that without Matt Damon, really. You know, and, and again, it goes. It's this I whole. I remember what happens in the second and the third. And it's this whole idea again of like rebooting things too fucking soon. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, especially with that movie because Matt Damon really owned owned that trilogy. Yeah. He owned that franchise, and to reboot it again so soon, it just. And Paul Greengrass was a great director. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just it just feels like a, it just feels like too much of a cash in. Yeah. And I think that's the part of the problem with reboots is like you you, you know that it's not artistically driven. Yeah. yeah. You know that you're not rebooting Batman because you're just dying to tell an awesome Batman story. You, do you just want to keep the money machine going. And it, I think that's the big problem that I have with it yeah. is that on a subliminal level you know this. Well, I mean, we're <laughs> going to get that a lot because I think a lot of companies are now starting a, a lot of Marvel films. Otherwise, the rights revert yeah, back yeah, to yeah. Marvel. It's like Ghost Rider. The sequel—it's yeah. only being made so they can keep, keep the rights. The rights. Yeah. Daredevil—they're rebooting it. Although to see, and and she won't agree with me, but to see a Ghost Rider movie made by the directors of Crank Two. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay kind with of interested in seeing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing. I'm interested to see how they would bring their insanity to, to sort of a big-budget Hollywood film. But what interested me about the one of the one of the directors—they tweeted. Nicholas Cage just just turned into a werewolf. We're tripping balls. <laughs> 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 but the thing with this movie is it's Tommy Wakola who directed um, Dead Snow. Oh yeah. Remember the zombie Nazi movie I talked about? That was Snow. terrible. You didn't like it? No. I did. Oh, that was great. I, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, off his own I, shit. I still I, haven't seen it. No. No, I still haven't seen it yet. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but there's. I, I, see, I like rules, and the zombie <laughs> rules were kind of thrown out the window. Which like, explains why you don't like Crank. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, I think you got to establish the rules, and in that movie, they just pop up and sort of in yeah. where they need them. It's like when did you suddenly turn into Roger Ebert? <laughs> It's just, I, I like to buy into something in order to enjoy it. They were buried there. They died there. There was a legion of them. Yeah. I still haven't You're seen complaining it. About the, he's, he's complaining about the zombie placement. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, the fact that, you know... That's, they, a, they that's a valid reason. At any point, anywhere. I mean, there's no sort of... They know. always came in from stage left. I just don't like that. <laughs> change it up. Weird. What's that guy directing? Uh, Hansel and Gretel Vampire. Oh, oh right. Right. <laughs> 
See, I just blanked it out yeah. because Gemma asked them. Aren't they doing Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter as well? Yeah. Yes. No, is that is it Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, yes. Vampire Hunter. Yeah, and they've also TV starting a TV show called Poe, which is Edgar Allan Poe, Poe Supernatural Poe. Investigator. Isn't John Cusack also doing an Edgar Allan Poe movie? He was yeah, the Raven, I think it's called. Yeah, the Raven. Movie. There's also um, Poe's Poe really uh, breaking up right now. Francis Ford Coppola is also doing a Edgar Allan Poe sort of related story called uh, Twix Now and Midnight oh, right. with uh, Ben Chaplin as Edgar Allan Poe. Interesting casting, but uh, but the lead is Val Kilmer. Is it, have you guys seen any of Coppola's uh, independent films? That the last couple he made with Te- Tetra, Tetra uh, Youth, with, youth, youth without Youth without Youth. No, no, I, I haven't seen any of those. Me neither. Oh. <laughs> it okay, just good talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Ended that discussion really quick. Just try to you know, keep things alive. Nope. Killed it right there. Moving it on to the uh, technological side of making movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see that James Cameron was at the? CinemaCon, he was talking about using faster frame rates for his movies. Up I heard from about 25 this, frames yeah. per second to 60 or 48 or something like that. 48 or 60 frames per second. Just seems like a, your eye can only perceive 25. What difference does it make? He's James Cameron. Yeah, he's James Cameron. He needs to find a new way to start charging cinema owners fuckloads of money to install shit they don't need. Yeah. I did. So I did see the uh, the the headline for this, but I didn't read the article. Mm. It just <laughs> I don't know. It just feels weird. Like James Cameron. Is he losing his mind? He could be. <laughs> he's just so far down the technological. Yeah, does it matter at this point? Yeah. I mean, he's probably he can do anything he wants for the rest of his career. Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It's like he's that you know he's that big that uh, you know he, uh, uh, in the months leading up to Sanctum's release, he's just like saying what an amazing movie it is, and then it comes out as a piece of shit, and nobody points a finger at him at no. all. He's king of the world. <laughs> he's the king of the world. But during this uh, speech as well, uh, George Lucas was talking the 2D to 3D conversion process for the new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said they've been out for seven years. It's not doing the, the 3D conversion is not hard. Doing it right is, supposedly. Um, George Lucas is like Gemma Atherton these days. Yeah, I exactly. See name. I, I just like I just I have no desire to see a Phantom Menace in 3D. No, no. They've been talking about, about converting. The, my yeah, eyes still haven't recovered from watching it normally. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Something interesting that's um, that's come out this news about Alan Moore making his uh, directorial debut, um, directing Miracle Man. Mm. I think that's an April Fool's gag, though. Yeah. I mean, what date was the story posted? First. Maybe. This is. I mean, this is pretty recent. It's uh, over the last week. Yeah. No. Is it? The, is it the first of April? First of April. Nah. Well, I mean, I don't. It's. It's. But it, it, it's that ridiculous that it might actually be true. Yeah. But why? I mean. It, it just feels weird. Yeah, it's just film. it's what just such a weird he, idea. Huh? What age is he? Because you, you know, all those buff, bushy hair and shit like that. You know, Probably you forget. Sixties. Yeah, he's in his sixties, right? For those of you who don't know, Alan Moore is generally regarded to be the greatest comic book writer who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote um, some of the some of the greatest comic books ever: um, Watchmen, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, From Hell, V for Vendetta. Yeah. Uh, my, although my personal favorite, Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he's I, would, also, I would love to see a Captain Britain movie. But Alan Moore is also a lunatic. He's also a fucking lunatic, yeah. and he prays to snakes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fucking... And he's a magician who casts spells <laughs> on directors who piss him off, and on yeah. movies that he doesn't approve of. Yeah, and, he, and he's, uh, he, he just has this history of hating Hollywood. Yeah. So to see him making his director... He's even you, saying, like, no, don't, don't give me any money for the rights. Just fuck off, leave me alone. I don't want to hear from you. Don't put my yeah, name. I don't want my name anywhere name near it. Yeah. Like even even with Watchmen, which I thought was a good adaptation. Yeah. Uh, and he missed out on loads of Wonga. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and the last and the last comic book artist to make his directorial debut was Frank Miller. Yeah. And that, that doesn't bode very no. well. I mean, the spirit was a piece of shit. True. Sorry, Johnny, but it was. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the thing about, <laughs> I think the thing about uh, uh, Alan Moore 
is that um, he hates movies, though. I don't know if he hates like film as a medium. He doesn't sit at home breaking up old. No, he does. Of the he movie. says he doesn't watch TV. He doesn't watch film. He, mm. I mean, uh, I think a lot of the reason he hates the adaptations of his work is that he writes comics specifically so that they cannot be turned into movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a way, he's kind of right in that the, the, sto- the stories are so dense. The strength yeah, of the and medium. They go, yeah, None of them have re- worked. Yeah, they, 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 he writes to the strength of the comic book medium, yeah. not to the film. Yeah. I mean, there's certain comic book writers now who you can tell when they're writing. I mean, they're writing these six-issue stories. That Mark Millar. Mark Millar. Mark Millar. <laughs> Jeff Johns, you know, Bendis to a certain extent. Yep, they can yep. write these sort of six-issue stories that kind Although of Bendis, break he, down. Bendis does, act. he's no. pretty fucking wordy. Yeah, he is. His yeah. scripts are very well, dense as well. It depends. I mean, I think his when he's writing singular characters, his stuff tends to be wordy. But if you've read any of his Avengers run where he's writing, you know, team books, mm-hmm. he does tend to write these sort of like Michael Bay kind of, you know, action movies every mm-hmm. sort of six issues. Sweet. Mm. So what about reboot is... sweet to Michael Bay action movies. <laughs> Did you see the spoof online? Michael Bay directs Angry Birds. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. I didn't see this. Did they explode? <laughs> he's like... This is an angry bird. <laughs> yes, they explode. They have to explode. And there's a whole like war, you know, war thing going on. We got to kill those pigs in those stationary towers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like training the birds, and like the birds are all there, and he's like, and he's like, this is the most advanced weapon we've come up with, the slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's good. <laughs> but um, with remakes and reboots and stuff like that, um. Then I'm talking handmade films are obviously ravaging through their back catalog to see what they can make movies out of. Um, oh, Time Bandits. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. So they're in talk with a Hollywood co-producer to reinvent they're, the they're property as a big, a big screen kids action franchise. Here's the thing. What makes Time Bandits great is, is Terry Gilliam. If you're yeah. not going to have Terry yeah. Gilliam doing it, there's no fucking way. And you can say that about pretty much any Terry Gilliam movie. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's The whole point of watching those movies is because it's, it's Terry Gilliam. It's a Terry Gilliam, Gilliam film. Yeah. You know, and just... They want to turn it into like a, you know, like like a family movie, don't they? Like yeah. a kids' family. Just like movie. it. Unfortunately, the 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 making of documentaries behind Terry Gilliam's films are somewhat more interesting sometimes yeah. than the films themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. he has gotten fucked over. No, time about the time about <laughs> the table. Gilliam has been fucked, fucked over yeah. more than so any filmmaker. Many times. Oh, God. Like in fact, that's why you have all these DVDs have these like huge making of documentaries because yeah. he hires a crew to follow him around so he can go. See, it's not me being crazy. Yeah. These are actually people fucking me over, and we're gonna film it. And the other one we're talking about remaking then is the Long Good Friday as well. I think why? That's been, we've mentioned that a couple of times. That was that came up before, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, they were they were gonna be remaking. Um, Mon, um, I'm going to turn into a Mona TV Lisa? series. Mona actually. Lisa as well. Yeah, Mona Lisa was the one we were talking about. Yeah, because we uh, that was uh, earmarked as a Mickey Rourke project at that time. Weird. I don't know. Again, it's one of these things where if the original hasn't aged badly, if it still holds up, Leave it. what's the point? But since when is that yeah, ever? Since when, since that since when has that ever stopped anyone? I mean, sometimes it works. Like, uh, have you guys seen Let Me In, the, the remake? No, I have not. I have not. That's actually quite good. I've heard that. Really I've heard that. Good. I've heard that. And Chloe, whatever, Kit Girl? Chloe Moretz. Moretz? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, she's an amazing actress. She's just gonna take over the world. I mean, like it's insane. Yeah. Another reason so you see interviews with her, she's kind of creepy. Why? He's got that kid thing of being like th- talking like a thirty-year-old Hollywood exec. Like like Haley Joel Osment when he did The Sixth Sense. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it just sounds weird. Is this a Robert Zemeckis production? Just like the dead <laughs> eyes. She's like, well, you know, I, I like to I like to invest in like you know these things and you know she's talking about like just talking about shit like you know like a person who has it all together. It's so weird coming out of this kid. It's like, yeah, yeah, just go wait, play. Wait, no, no, just wait. She'll hit. You know, she still got the Lindsay Lohan years ahead of mm. her. 
<laughs> no, although now it's just Lindsay. Is, yeah, I saw yeah, 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 yeah. her. She's just gonna get rid of her last name. What the? F <laughs> I've never. This is a. I mean, I've never seen such yeah, she's a. She's trying to escape the dishonor that the Lohan name brings to people. I've never seen. Curse you, Lohan! It's such an amazing, you know, career freefall. It's yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if she'd I would, been a bit more I eloquent, was, she could have been the female Charlie Sheen before Charlie Sheen was Charlie Sheen. I would say that Charlie Sheen's actually not as bad. At least Charlie Sheen, may, you know, fucks with you enough that you don't know if he's nuts. Yeah. Or, or if he's I actually, mean, he's, you know, he's, he's winning. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking winning. Although, what you were saying that the review of his live show came out and that it was shit. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the reviewer, well, maybe the reviewer had an axe to grind, but I mean, just. Yeah, we'll see, because I've, I've seen numerous, numerous blogs saying. Yes, I took crack and I bought tickets for Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, I know it's terrible. I wouldn't endorse, you know, all the TV shows. I think it was Slash Film or somebody else doing it, or maybe the ISB. Um, you know, I don't want to endorse someone going to free fall. I think it's, it's highly nice, but yeah, I bought tickets. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right, next news. We should probably talk about the Green Lantern footage. Right. Yes. Trailers. Uh, yeah, this is like, uh, it was quite a lengthy trailer as well. They yeah. Should, well, you it was actually see quite a lot of stuff. It was footage shown at WonderCon in the US. So I guess it was a bit like a lot of, we saw a lot of the extended stuff when we were at San Diego Comic Con last year. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't. I was your, on my own panel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, so they. And remember when we got the free Galactus hats? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're, it's not like we're special. Everybody yes. got the free yeah, but you, got, you guys got to see We're special Scott. in this room. You guys got to see Scott Pilgrim as well, didn't you? That's yeah. right, that's right. Now yeah. that was the highlight. Yeah. Uh, but so they've shown, what, four minutes four of Four minutes footage. of new footage. Mm. There's a lot be, of fucking sci-fi shit. Should be shit. available online. Yeah, and I mean, it, that, that, knowing that was shown at WonderCon shows, they did tailor it. There's, there's less of the, because all the fanboys were giving up the jokey elements of the first trailer, yeah. whereas this is like, a bit it's more all serious. a space. I mean, maybe that, that's why it was so spacey and so like, <laughs> We're gonna try and fuck with your mind. <laughs> yeah, because this is the trailer that you know will turn the normals. The squares will just run for the hills. It's like, what's all this green shit? <laughs> Why is that guy got the head of a chicken? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I thought this is a sequel to, to you know, the, the proposal. What's going on? I thought, you know, you got a ring. What? I thought this was a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. There, it does have, uh, I mean, I, I like the way it starts. Yes. I really like Max the way Max Strong's as Sinestro just nails it. Yeah, and uh, the, whole thing, the whole thing with Avinsor and everything, the passing the ring, the lantern, when he does when he does the oath, yeah. I like that. It had a nice sort of Twilight Zone, Outer Limits kind of feel to it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, and then about the halfway mark, <laughs> when you get introduced to the core. Yeah. It's a cartoon. That, that, then it starts to feel really like, okay, this this might not work. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, the, the key moment is where, you know, I don't need to remind you who you are. We're the core! The core! It's like, <laughs> fuck, really? The, like, yeah, I'm gonna... I, yeah. For people who don't know this, like, the core was a bad disaster movie with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that could conjure up some bad memories. <laughs> yeah, no, this, I don't know. I, I kind of... It's strange because this seems to be uh, one of the first uh, DC superhero movies where they really kept the... Creator, creative team and the yeah. comic books yeah. really involved. They're really trying to be true to the material and it, it'll be a shame. It'll blow up in their faces but it, terribly. But it does kind of have the smell of death around it. <laughs> I'm concerned. It just seems that based on the trailer that I've seen, a lot of that dialogue works if it's in a comic book panel. With, with a word balloon. With a word yeah. balloon. Yeah. But said by live actors, it does come off quite melodramatic. Although having said that, uh, none of this uh, makes me want to see it any less. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're going to see it anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to no, be but doing. I'm still, but I'm still excited to see it. You know, I hope I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it just is, as I was saying earlier, the Green Lantern trailer. It just doesn't set your mind at ease 
the way the Thor and Captain America trailers Yes, do. yeah. You watch those trailers and you're like, okay, I feel that the character is in safe hands and yeah. it's going to be a decent movie. Yeah. Green Lantern could go either way. Either way, it's 50-50, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Green Lantern does kind of have <laughs> And it's a shame. It really is a shame. I hope it works. I really do hope it works because it'll be, it'll be, it'll just encourage people to be more true to the material. Yeah. Uh, if it if it fails, then you, you from now on whatever other DC property like that. We'll that have has a reboot in three years. Or they won't care about the comic book origins. You but get, you but get more Halle Berry Catwoman. Yeah, that, that's yeah. They'll, they'll, green, yeah. they'll go back and they'll green light the Jack Black Green Lantern and say, well, fuck, we tried once. Oh, God. I, don't, I can't believe. <laughs> can you imagine? I can't believe there was going to be, at one point, a Jack Black Green Lantern. Can you imagine them in the green outfit with the belly hanging out? <laughs> know, and, and you know there'd be a Guitar Hero sequence. You know? It's like, what the fuck? He, he, just, yeah, he, he, he a guitar. a guitar with his ring. Oh, but the minigun was cool. Yeah. In the, tra- yes. in, in the footage. In the footage, yeah. One thing sure. I do like about the trailer is that I love the fact that it is completely, unashamedly Cosmic fucking yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that they're going. They're all balls out. They seem to be going more Star Wars, where you know, yeah, the it, fuck it, reality. We're, we're just going to yeah. go with outer space. Ryan Reynolds, space cop. But yeah. there wouldn't be much point doing a Green Lantern movie any other way. I mean, because no. that is Green Lantern. It is. It is spacey stuff. You can't yeah, do. You can't just do it on all set on Earth. Yeah, but you can ground it. I mean, what they've done in the later. It's uh, like doing the, Silver Surfer, the Earth years. You know, yeah. and, you know it doesn't work. But in the latest <laughs> reboot of Green Lantern, um, what they've done, which I think grounds it, is they've almost treated it like a like a cop show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the, the the Green Lantern Corps, they're a bunch of space cops. Yeah, yeah, and I think they've done that in the past. That, that, that comes up a lot, but they're either space cops or a police action yeah, force. Yeah, so they're, they're treated kind of like cops. So you got the desk sergeant and all that. Yeah. So if they have that, I think that kind of grounds it a little bit. It's the desk sergeant Kilowog. <laughs> well, yeah, he's the, Why is there a guy that looks the, like the a chicken? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kilowog would be the equivalent of a hard-boiled sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Sipowitz. Yeah, he's Sipowitz. Apparently, Kilowog in a tie, short sleeve shirts. Because you don't know Kilowog is a giant. Why don't they get Dennis Franz? Dennis Franz is Kilowog. Because they're trying to get Michael Clark Duncan, right? Uh, I'm not sure who they got for it. Yeah, I heard in like a. And because <laughs> Jeffrey Rush was only, I don't know whether Jeffrey Rush was announced from that or whether it was using. I don't know, that's just recently. tickled me. That'd Why is cool. there a guy that looks like a chicken? Yeah, exactly. If they're gonna go the, the Why is everything route, green? The, if they're gonna do the cop route, like at some point, David Caruso is just gonna be wandering around. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm free. Yeah. I, 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 I can I'm do sorry. It. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Can I come Here's back? Here's a free please? copy of Jade. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole box of these. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm. Am I the only one here that's kind of upset that David Caruso didn't blow up? In what? As a movie, yeah, as a, as a movie star, I because I like I like David Caruso. I know. But yeah, but I mean, he is now Horatio and shall that. Yeah, yeah, and, and never has, never ever has yeah, to worry Caruso, about money ever again. The, the trouble with Caruso, I think, is he tried to be well, a leading man. He's always been a character. Yeah, he was awesome in King of New York. Yeah, mm. and uh, uh, Mad Dog uh, and Glory. Uh, Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death. I liked him in Kiss it of Death. Was a decent film. That was another crazy Nicolas Cage performance. Yes. <laughs> Uh, next trailer, uh, Hangover Part Two. Yes, this is like, uh, like I was telling you it's guys earlier. It feels like it feels like the Home Alone movies. It's the exact same movie, different location. Yeah. Um, what freaked me out was that the Chinese guy who jumped out of the car last time is in it again. It's yeah. like, yeah, oh, no, well, no, you're no, touching no. all the bases. Can't you're going back to all those. You're going back not just to go back. Even to, even back down to the, the I mean, even down to the check your pockets. There may be a clue. I mean, for God's sake, it's the exact same. But it's 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 the Home Alone moments. Like I'm in New York. My parents are. Somewhere else again, again. Yeah, you know, wink at the camera. It's like yeah. fuck you, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, and comedy, Macaulay. Macaulay. And comedies, especially, there is a real diminishing returns with each yeah. successive uh, installment of these things. Yeah, 
But at the same time, they managed to get the cast back together. They've got the same director. And there's a monkey in it. And there's a monkey. <laughs> in it. Hopefully, there's a bad dates reference at some point. Yes. You know the monkey's going to steal the movie. Yes. Yeah. And there's an incredible scene in the trailer where the monkey gives a oral pleasure to a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh, that's funny. It's well, funny in any language. Monkey sucking a is funny in any language. Yeah. So hopefully, they'll manage to get it right. But I suddenly, but the, the thing is, is that I just recently watched uh, Due Date. Oh. And I, I, I'm, I'm not really digging on Zach Galifianakis's no. delivery these days. You know, it's just like. It was like I it was like I was like dinner with schmucks. I just wanted to go into the go into the movie and kill both those stupid fuckers. Yeah, yeah that was the thing that got me. Was that the straight man was also a fucking psychopath. Yeah, like that. Usually it's like psychopath. You have one... I don't mind. He's just an unlikable character. Yeah, yeah. one and of these Robert Downey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He punches a kid in the stomach for Christ's sake. That I like. I laughed my ass <laughs> off when he did that. Didn't they get some shit because I was that thinking it was endorsing like child abuse. Because or... I was thinking, well, I know what I would do. Yeah, I know what I would do, and he did it. <laughs> That was awesome. Oh, and that was, was like, oh, oh, you want to lie down? You wanna... Say it, say another word, and I'll thump you again. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I liked about the movie. Those moments in Due Date where they were really pushing the envelope of good taste. But again, I think my problem with Due Date is Downey Jr. is such a funny guy. Why would you cast him in the straight man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, and I just didn't find Zach Galifianakis very funny in that. There was something about his delivery and it and and it's it's, it's his shtick. Yes. And, it, and uh, you you get a, another dope you know, another dose of it in the Hangover in the Hangover Two trailer. Yeah. That kind of left a bit of a taste. Like it doesn't look as funny. And just I was just hoping for a different story. Yeah. The fact that it really does look like it's exactly the same beats kind of puts me off a little bit. But yeah. that just might be the trailer, though. I mean, what they they model the I think they modeled the, the the trailer on the first trailer for the first movie. Mm -hmm. So you, they they're playing the same beats. Oh, okay. So right, hopefully right. they might change it up a bit. Hopefully that's just all the, the, the first thing, half. They, they hit the beats and then move on. And, and another thing that bugs me is that uh, I would have liked to have seen uh, Doug get in on the action, Justin Bartha's character, because it looks like he sits the he sits that he sits it out again. Right. The groom from the first oh, movie. Right, right, yeah. right. What they might do, actually, is probably maybe build more of a story around him and the women waiting behind. Because they were maybe. barely touched on in the first movie. Maybe. But they it would have been interesting if they had like left someone else like with them. You know? yeah. it, I just like... Because I, like, I, I think there's comedy to be... That, that, that could be a way of keeping it fresh if yeah. there's a different aspect to right. it. That's what I'm thinking, if you bring the women characters up a bit. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Hangover is... A, I love that movie. It's funny as hell. But the female characters really do yeah. not get... Uh, they're due. They don't. They don't. They're just there to be sort of annoying. But it's that kind of movie. It's yeah. a it's a it's a guy movie. Yeah, it's true. But that, I mean, that's what you could do in the sequel to try and broaden up a bit. I mean, you could ruin it, but at the same time, you you know, try something new. It's only the first trailer though, so yeah. we might get more next time. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what what other trailers did you see? Have you seen them? What other trailers have you seen? Yeah, <laughs> uh, not many. <laughs> All right. Um, should we move on to our new feature? Yep. Ah, Free Pass. Free Pass. Yes. This feature is called Free Pass. Uh, basically, we're discussing what uh, filmmaker or actor has done so much good work in the past that no matter what they do, you'll A, see their movie, and even if they do a really shit movie, you won't give them too much shit for it because they've done so much good work in the past that they get a free, a free pass. pass. A free pass. You guys need music to sort of bring in these segments. That would require editing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you guys don't do editing. No. So anyway, yes. Free He's against my religion. <laughs> He's got a job. <laughs> right. A real job thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, do you want to start there? It seems this is your brainchild. Yes, my brainchild. So the, 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 the person that I could think of, the, I thought of a couple, but the one I think 
most is Clint Eastwood. Mm. Clint Eastwood, definitely. Clint Eastwood has done so much good work as an actor, as a director, that I haven't liked his last couple of films, but fuck that, I'll keep watching his movies. Have you seen Hereafter? Yes. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen Hereafter. It's a well-done film, uh, well-acted, but I really couldn't see the fucking point of it. It mm-hmm. just kind mm-hmm. of has all these character moments that don't really go anywhere. But at the same time, I'll watch his next film. Mm-hmm. So just an example of the work that Clint Eastwood has done. As an actor, he was in the Dollars trilogy, which is mm-hmm. Fistful of Dollars for a Few Dollars More and Good, Bad, and the Ugly, which are all classics. Kelly's Heroes, um, In the Line of Fire, and the Dirty Harry series. Which one? Highplanes Drifter. Highplanes Drifter, Pale Rider, all mm-hmm. good movies. As director, and actor, he's done The Outlaw Josie Wales, which is one of the greatest westerns of all time. Unforgiven. Which is also, also one of the greatest westerns of all time. Uh, Mystic River, uh, which I really liked. Uh, Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino. Which is one of the greatest Torino. movies ever. Yes, and one of my guilty pleasures, Space Cowboys. Space <laughs> Cowboys. And it's not that every one of his movies have been classics. He's done a fair amount of shit. Yeah. He my, did that Charlie Sheen movie. The rookie? rookie? That's my guilty pleasure. Which is horrible. <laughs> That's believe, my guilty doesn't pleasure. Doesn't Clint Eastwood get raped by Sonia Braga in that yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't get raped. It's sort of like, yeah, he gets raped. He gets tied <laughs> up. Hate Not hate fucked. He's tied up. <laughs> and she like very like slowly, very sexy kind of does it. It's just really bad taste. <clears throat> I think I touched myself to that scene. TMI, Thank you. Um, other crap films he did, uh, Absolute Power, which was some sort of like conspiracy thriller with <coughs> Laura Linney. It was really bad. And I didn't like Invictus. Oh, no, I didn't, I I didn't like Invictus. Either. I didn't like Hereafter. Hmm. But at the same time, he's done, like I said, he's done so much good work, he gets a free pass. Next yeah. to The Rookie, my other uh, uh, guilty pleasure for Clint Eastwood is Heartbreak Ridge. Oh, that's yeah. a, yes. Uh, I yes. love that movie. Mario Van Peebles. Yes. Yes. There was something about, there was something about like, some on DVD extra, some of that showing how Clint Eastwood just like goes through shit. He's got, he's, it's like a dare. He's job, shoot it, fuck it, done. Next. Yeah. And they were saying something about like a lot of Dirty Harry, the style and all that kind of crap is just because he just turned out of delivery. Just, he turned up, set his fucking line, and got fucked off and wanted to do some other shit. He wasn't even, like, he wasn't he's very, invested. Apparently, according to him, he shoots every movie exactly the same way. He does it exactly with the camera. Same, with a camera, not too many. He doesn't do, he doesn't do too many takes. He, uh, uh, Why is there a guy that looks like a chicken? <laughs> he does it on budget. Yeah. And sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't work. Uh, did you see that movie? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the movie he did with Angelina Jolie. Uh, Changeling. No, I haven't no. seen that yet. Oh, I've seen that. It's quite good. Yeah, apparently that again. But it's a, it's very hallmark. Melodramatic, yeah. right? But apparently that's an example of how he works in that. Um, Changeling, I think, was the first draft. He read the draft, and, and then it. the writer met with him and said, okay, what changes do you want? And he's like, that's all right, we'll just shoot this. Yeah. <laughs> he shot the first draft. Have you seen on YouTube, there's a million dollar baby in like 10 seconds or something like that, or 30 seconds? No. And it's just like, it's just him going, uh. and they're like, will you train me? No. 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 Will you train me? Yes. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> just like that's it. <laughs> it's brilliant. You need to see that the miracle of editing. Genius. Uh, actually, um, one 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 guy for me is probably not a very popular choice. It's actually, Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Yeah, he gets a free pass for me. I mean, like, because uh, he's had a very varying career as a director mm-hmm. and as an actor, but I've always found his work uh, fascinating. Even the failures, like even watching Frankenstein, I actually liked Frankenstein. What about uh, Wookie Wookie Wild Wild West? Oh, that, I mean, that's, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, that movie is a piece of I shit. I saw the end of it the other day and I saw him and it's like, 
my god, this is insulting to disabled people. Because he's like, it's evil little dwarf. And, this, this, and everything below theirs. And everything, oh. and everything's phallic. He yeah. has this obsession with phallic. And things. he's like crying at the end. It's like, But that's the whole point of first pass, uh, free pass. Yeah. Is that, uh, even well, though, you, would you, you give that one a free pass then? I wouldn't give that movie. I'm saying <laughs> I would give him a free pass. I would, you know, like, even though he's done some shit, I'd still watch anything that he does because I'm a huge fan of his Shakespeare adaptations. Uh, I think Dead Again is a classic. Uh, you know, I, I, his his version of Hamlet is still, in my opinion, the best uh, version of Hamlet that's been put to film. Um, I liked and his butt numbing four hours. Well, there was an intermission, and uh, well, I, okay then. <laughs> I enjoyed his remake of Sleuth. Um, the foot, the the. the oh, I haven't seen them actually. Yet. What I have seen, I haven't seen the movie all the way through, but I've seen quite a lot of the movie on YouTube. What uh, what I've seen of the Magic Flute is insane. It's like it's it's. I mean, just uh, it's a real sort of. Uh, such a departure in terms of style. It's actually the magic flute that makes me think he's going to kick ass directing cool. Thor, uh, because it's just bizarre. I was a bit shocked when it was an HMB in London, and Gavin's like, "Yeah, can you get me the magic flute?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is for your gay friend." I did. It? I did say it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and as an actor, he's just done great. Where I mean, his, okay, of course, his Shakespeare work. Uh, I saw him on stage um, where he played uh, Ivanov. He was astounding. Um, and, and I like the movies that he's done as an actor that haven't necessarily found an audience, like uh, My Neighbor's Dog, uh, Gingerbread Man. Um, I've never even heard of these. Gingerbread Man is a very interesting, it's, it's very weird. It's, it is a weird John Robert Grisham movie. It's Altman adapting John Grisham. Ooh, yeah, and we, these are two very different styles. And it is a crazy cast. It's yeah. Kenneth Branagh, Robert Downey Jr., Daryl Hannah, Tom Berenger. I mean, oh. it's an insane group of people. It's an insane movie, actually, because, you know, uh, what is his name? Uh, the, John Grisham, he writes these very sort of fast-paced, sort of narrative yep. moving thrillers. Yep. And Altman is all about sort of slow, listening to actors, weird. listening to sound. And it just, it, it's weird. It doesn't really work, but it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting failure. Yeah, so, I mean, for, I just, and, yeah, I just find him to be a, fa I just find him to be a real fascinating sort of thing. I mean, to me, he's kind of like the young Anthony Hopkins, mm. who is another actor that, like, that gets a free pass. I'll see anything that... Uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins does. Have you seen The Right? What? The Right? I haven't. Oh. You know what? And I love The Road to Wellville. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Parker is also a director that gets a free pass for yeah, me. This, this, is, this, this, this segment is blossoming <laughs> out of control. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, and this guy. Oh, that I guy, this yeah. guy and that guy. See, I, I got to disagree. I don't know. Uh, uh, for me, I, I think Brenner as an actor is always interesting, but his films for me, the ones that he's directed, his, uh, even his adaptations of Shakespeare, they're, they're hit and miss. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. do like uh, Henry V. Hamlet, but you know the later ones. What as you like it? Uh, I haven't seen as you like it. Um, I actually enjoyed Love's Labor's Lost. I thought that was very fun. Yeah, you know, and I and I and I appreciated but, what he was going for yeah. on a shoestring budget. I mean, that's something that also needs to be taken into consideration with with him because a lot of his movies, because it's Shakespeare, he can't get that much money. And what he tries to accomplish uh, with the budget that he has, I, I always find very admirable. I mean, I mean, like Hamlet really was. Beautifully shot, mm. yeah, and uh, just and that is a massive undertaking. And what he's done with that was, you know, Although I, I, I still think maintain that he was a bit too old to play Hamlet. Yeah, oh, I mean the guy. I mean it was it was a vanity project as well, yeah. you know. But that's besides the point. <laughs> and I like what I've seen of Thor. I mean, it just looks like a very different sort of style for him. And uh, you want to talk about cast? Hamlet had an amazing. Cast. Yeah, Hamlet had an Every amazing cast. actor in there was somebody. Like so yeah. Jack Lemmon playing like just the guard in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, Kenneth Branagh definitely. I mean, he gets a free pass for me. Yeah. One. Hmm. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Fuck off. 
Well, I, I guess you could say it's not a free pass. It's just the animal world of its own. Like I'll just watch anything David Lynch will do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's a free pass. You just go in watching it. And it's like, well, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't I look at mean. this. I don't, I, I don't examine this the same way I was going to examine, you know, Superman Returns. You know what I mean? It's like I just, oh, I, I know just, what you mean. Soak, soak it up. So there's that level of free pass around that I'll watch out. Yeah. Like, so. Well, I would say I would give any David Lynch movie about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. But there has been times of watching a. David but no one's Lynch changed movie. bodies at that point. You haven't even seen the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, Lynch. Makes sense. Although, yeah, although I'm still terrified to watch Inland Empire. I've just oh, heard so many. Although I was just going to say, I shit you not. I actually did scream 15 minutes into Inland Empire. Really? I actually did. I was alone at home, and I actually screamed because I was so fucked <laughs> watching that movie. I was just. <laughs> I didn't know what. <laughs> Eject! <laughs> you gave up. I threw it out. <laughs> See, 15, 20 minutes. Oh my but god. But it's weird because, but having said that, I think one of my favorite movies of all time is actually uh, Lost Highway. Yeah. I love how confoundingly fucking ridiculously bizarre that movie is. Yeah, I've only seen that. I've only seen that drunk, but um, <laughs> didn't really help. Why is there a guy who looks like a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> I <wrote that. laughs> For Lynch, I go with Blue Velvet. I love Blue mm, Velvet. Yeah. Lost Highway. Straight story. Back to you. What? No, I think we need to, we need to wrap this segment up. All right, okay. <laughs> okay, we're not, I'm we're not just going to keep going. <laughs> Two hours of just, I really like this. Oh, guy. shit. I, 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 if it was just one, I would have said someone else. No. <laughs> we can do it again next week. Michael Mann, Sam, Sam Raimi, Alan Parker. <laughs> Steven Soderbergh, Martin Scorsese, David Fincher. This is turning into a couple weeks ago, a friend emailing saying they're in recovery for after an injury and they're like, they got a couple of... Simon like, got West. A month, got a month like, to watch movies, so what should she watch? And we just went on. And there were the most, there was no theme, there was Nothing it's like, together. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's yeah, good. You know, that you, know, you know what else is good? Yeah, yeah that's good too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, what a double bill. <laughs> Simon West. Fuck. <laughs> Again. Yanda Bont. <laughs> From the director of Speed Two Cruise Control. Uh, I think we should move on to reviews. I think it's a good. Idea. Oh, we should start with emails first. Okay. Yes. So, People actually write you emails? Yeah, yeah. Get the once, fuck out of here. Repeatedly, once again, we have an email from Max. So once again, I haven't read this ahead, so God only knows what this is about. <laughs> uh, hi again. I went to watch Sucker Punch with my friend Christine. I actually quite liked the, the four scantily girls with clad girls with guns. I don't like Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> anyway, Christine got herself a haircut. She told me, and this is a direct quote, you shouldn't rock the Caesar. It turns out that rock the Caesar means getting a haircut worn by Julius Caesar and George Clooney. I definitely plan on adopting that hairstyle as, just as soon as Jason Alexander does. I have a question. What are some of your favorite George Clooney films? So that's going to be a hair-related question. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was Once a... again from Max. All right. Thanks for emailing in, Max. Thank you for your question, Max. George, well, he okay. has done a lot of good films. Mm. Well, it goes without saying, out of sight. Out of, yes. Out of sight, yes, definitely. Yeah, because he's... I mean, fuck, I'd fuck him in that movie. <laughs> uh, Three Kings. Mm. Three Kings. I very much like Three Kings. Uh, the First Ocean's Eleven. First Ocean. I'm, I'm a Michael Clayton fan. Michael Clayton. Oh, yeah, I, haven't seen that. I like that. Uh, and, you, and you know what? I'm gonna say it because no one else gonna. The Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I You're fucking right. love that movie. No, why? <laughs> no one's gonna. I don't know why. I just like it. I just I just like him running around the city with a gun. In combat. <laughs> from the, uh, I don't know no. why. I just like from Dust Till Dawn, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Uh, was that one he directed? Uh, the black and white one. Oh, uh, good night. Good night and good luck. That was a really good. Yeah. Movie. 
Good night, good luck. Yeah, good that night. wasn't black and white though. It was, it was black. black it wasn't black and white. It was the guy. It was the talk show. The, the quiz show host who. Yeah. It thinks he's a spy. Yeah. No, no, no. no, 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 no Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That movie directed and he, that was excellent. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's that was a good, good movie too. as well. Mm. And uh, a movie that nobody really has seen that much. It's called The Good German. Have you guys heard of it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is a Soderbergh movie. Yeah, it's right? a Soderbergh movie. Kate Blanchett, Tommy McGuire, and it's very cool because it's. It's shot. You, I think they use like the same film equipment from like the '40s and '50s, so mm -hmm. it looks like a Michael Curtiz Casablanca right, kind right. of film. It's just with modern language and, and storytelling. But it, it's a really interesting film. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, that's brilliant. That's genius, actually. We're oh, talking about the Coen brothers get a free pass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Coen brothers definitely get a free pass. Even after Intolerable Cruelty. Yeah, it was a piece of shit. That was but a yeah, free pass movie. But Clooney has done a lot of very. He's done a lot of. Yeah, he, he makes interesting choices. Yeah. Up, up in the air. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. You've been you were raving about it, weren't you? It's a good film. It's a good yeah. film. I like it. No. Um, and of course, there's the classic Doug the Ross and Eeyore. He was excellent in that. Yes. <laughs> With you know, the uh, he stopped. He's moving away from the head shake. He's now, not doing the head shake yeah. anymore. Yeah. No. That, ca that that started to stop once he started to work with Sodenberg. Yeah. George, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> Uh, Wasn't he also in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yes. Or Return of the Killer He was in one of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, it was the second one. The second one. But yeah. apparently... Uh, and he was also, and, he, and, don't, and you can't forget his blistering cameo in, in Facts of Life. Oh. <laughs> he was in Roseanne as well. Oh yeah, he was in... He did a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's paid his dues. He really has paid his dues. He had what, like <laughs> 10 failed shows before ER or something? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. So there does we that, go. Does that answer your question, Max? Well, quite a few, quite yeah. a few movies. Yeah. So I think he, he has a good quality body of work. Out of sight. Oh, uh, and the latest film he's done, which I've seen, uh, The American. Oh. Yeah, I like that. That is really good. It's a really it's good a movie. Really good film. It's I mean, exactly the kind of movie that uh, no one else does yeah. anymore. It feels very old school. It feels very like something that was made in the sixties. And again, 60s European movie. He's a very because he has barely any lines in the film. Mm. So it's all about just looking at his face, and he's he's a very good still actor. Uh, yeah, he is very much so. And he's got one of the, one of the few films. Oh, still actor, yeah, I can do that. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> go <called> limp. <laughs> what are you doing? Still acting. I'm doing a Clooney. <laughs> ah, I think we should move on to our reviews. So, let's go first. I'll go first. Um. I, rec I I saw uh, the latest Jackass movie. I like the way you <laughs> with shame. <Yeah>. shame. <laughs> because as I'm thinking, that's of, contrition. I know. <laughs> it's not. I saw you. You don't understand. As I'm it. I'm thinking about it, and various images next are time, popping into my head. Next time you need contrition in the script, Gavin, just think of Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean. To. It's like, how do you cry when you act? I think of the Jackass movies. <laughs> okay, first of all, let me just say, I enjoyed this movie. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Having said that, I mean, if you are a Jackass fan, <laughs> you will enjoy this movie. However, I will say, this movie is disgusting. Yeah. It is disgusting. Uh, first thing for I me, mean, one of the great things about it is that it opens with um, uh, a Beavis and Butthead sequence. Oh, and how was that? <laughs> it was it was lovely to see those two. <laughs> oh, actual Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, 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 Were they yeah, good? Yeah. yeah, I've missed them. Yeah. Because they're telling the audience how the 3D glasses work. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I've really missed them. <laughs> <laughs> Has Beavis got them on like upside down or something? He's like, <laughs> no, he's wearing he's wearing them and he's like, and, and, and Butthead just keeps punching him in the face. <laughs> it's like. Like, and Beavis is like, you know, oh, it's, it's, it feels like you're really gonna get. <laughs> nice, excellent. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> it's, been so, it's been so long. Are you threatening right. me? Give me TP for my bunghole. <laughs> 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 
many years ago was that now? <laughs> it was a long they time ago. They were 80s, right? Like 80s early and 90s. Early 90s was the movie. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I always remember... Beavis and Butthead do America. Yeah, my favorite bit in that movie is when he gets an anal cavity search, Butthead does. <laughs> Afterwards, you see him all disheveled and he just goes, uh, did I just score? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite bit in the movie is when Beavis uh, runs into the uh, the cockpit of the plane as Cornholio. You know, <laughs> And that guy who's always getting fucked over, you know, is like, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> now, this is what I call a vacation. Oh, <laughs> mountains, the oceans. Oh, <laughs> and a huge tidal wave takes them out. The <laughs> boys have been whacking off in my tooth. <laughs> So yeah, it was good to see Beavis and Butthead again. Um, I mean, they've just got some sick, disgusting shit. A lot of it involving shit and vomit. Mm -hmm. And so, it, and uh, I, I was watching this with the beauty queen from Mars, and she's a sympathetic vomiter. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you, <laughs> there's one bit. It's 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 called uh, the the sweat cocktail or something. And one of the members, one of the guy, one of the Jagass members, is this fat fuck. I can't remember his name. Carson. Preston Lacy. Preston, Preston Lacy. And uh, what they do is they strip him down and they cover him like in this like sort of like plastic cellophane sort of outfit, mm -hmm. and they put him on a on a treadmill. On a, on a treadmill <laughs> to, and they squeeze out all of his sweat into a shot glass, and, <laughs> and one of them's got to drink the sweat. Uh, <laughs> and uh, naturally, it's Steve-O. Steve-O. <laughs> and the thing is that Steve-O smells it and nearly throws up. Oh, wow. And then, so he drinks it and then proceeds to vomit more vomit than I have ever seen anyone vomit out, ever. It's like the exorcist. It's like it's non-stop vomit. Oh, God. It's, it's like everything that he's eaten for the past week just comes out. Oh, God, I'm about to puke. We're just talking yeah. about it. And then, and then it doesn't stop. The, the cameraman pukes. <laughs> the ca and, and this guy, this guy's obviously like, he, he can't take this shit either because every time something disgusting like that happens, he vomits. Yeah. So it becomes like a running gag after a while. It's like the cameraman's just always vomiting. And on the last one, he vomits on his own camera. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone gets pissed off at it. It was like, dude, you're, you're vomiting on the camera! <laughs> but it's just fucked. And Steve-O Steve vomits a lot on this. Yeah. Steve-O and Bam, they vomit a lot on this, because some of the shit they do, there's like this one guy who can play the, trump play the trumpet uh, with, his, with his farts. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> and he lights a cigarette with the fart. <laughs> and, uh, and then Bam takes, takes a drag out of the cigarette and then vomits. <laughs> 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 is it is it fifty fifty with the stunts and the gross shit, or is it more gross shit? It's fifty fifty. Yeah, it's fifty fifty. But some of the, I mean, like uh, Johnny Knoxville does some crazy ass shit. He gets run over by a bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm watching this movie. Uh, there's there's, 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 there's one as well where they're all they'll paint yeah, yeah, them, catapult, yeah, catapult someone in a chicken suit through the air and shoot. <laughs> It's in the trailer. Oh god! Uh, there's one. There's one where um, Preston Lacey. It, it, I mean, it's called uh, Apple of My Ass, mm -hmm. and it's Preston Lacey naked in the in the doggy style position. Uh, they spread his ass cheeks and they stuff an apple there, <laughs> and then they have a, a pig named Bob <laughs> that comes and eats the apple. Oh, <laughs> oh god! I know, and like takes takes like. This is big bite. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! 
Things have tusks. Uh, I know, it's it's fucked up. The worst one is this, it's called the poo cocktail. Oh, no. Oh, God. It was the name alone. It's the poo cocktail. Because, like, uh, Steve-O, apparently, uh, despite all the disgusting shit that he does, he will not bungee jump, and he, and he, and he, and he will not skydive. Oh, really? <laughs> so what they do is, is that they do a reverse bungee jump in a, in a, in a portable toilet. Oh, full of crap. Full of dog shit. It's full of crap. And, uh, and they just, they... <laughs> Start sloshing around in there. They shoot him up in the air, and you can see, like in 3D, the shit just flies. Oh! <laughs> the shit just flies all over his face and up his nose and in his mouth, and he vomits. Oh. Fucking wrong, man. I'm feeling sick. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna vomit. So, is that a recommendation or a. Well, I mean, if you like. It's three vomits out of five. <laughs> this, get, this gets a three vomit rating. <laughs> I don't know if to recommend it or not because it's like a you, you need you, to wait an hour after eating before watching this movie. Yeah, you can't. I, I couldn't look away. Yeah. I mean, when I wasn't laughing, I mean, my jaw was just on the floor. It was just, what the fuck am I seeing? These guys are adults. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's just insane. Insane. They sit in this one bit where they like super, where Bam like super glues, uh, puts like a whole bunch of super glue on his hand and grabs Ryan Dunn's beard. <laughs> Guess what happens next? <laughs> Uh, oh no, but there's one, there's one bit that's really funny, is that, um, is, uh, Dave England and, uh, Steve-O, dressed only in their tidy whities they go and punch a bee's nest. <laughs> they tie this bee's nest to, like, this, this pole, and they gotta keep passing it to each other. <laughs> and, and, and Dave England is spazzing out, like, he's like, ah! He's like really just spazzing out crazy, and Steve-O is being really still as for as long as he can, and David keeps spazzing, and then, and then he runs until he can't take anymore, and he runs away, and then Steve-O starts running away too, and then after that he's like, Dave doesn't realize the more you freak out, the more they fuck you up. He's a retard. That's why like Steve-O's just like trying to be still for as long as he can. Oh Jesus! Oh God, punching a beehive. How are they not dead? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. There's one, there's also one uh, funny bit with, um, uh, Johnny Knoxville in his old man makeup. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he's making out with this 18-year-old girl. And he, like, asked this black guy to take a picture. And he's like, and, but just, they just keep making out. And he's like, I ain't gonna take the picture, man. That's not cool. No, no, you don't understand. This is my granddaughter. <laughs> 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 it's okay. Take the picture. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it is funny. I did laugh. But some of it is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Some of it is really fucked up, and I can't imagine how much more impact it would have had in 3D, yeah. like 3D projectile. You know, it's just <laughs> that sounds <laughs> because awesome. I mean, when in, in 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 the potty, in the portable potty, when the shit flies up, the shit really flies up, and yeah. it's in slow mo. Ew. You know, so it's like <laughs> oh god in heaven, nasty. Uh, so yeah, well, there we go. Three bobbits out of five. Go see this movie. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I caught up on some. Didn't get a chance to see Hop, so uh, <laughs> so I got into movies in 2010. So the first one I saw was Blue Valentine. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that's this. the one that got rated NC17, right? Uh, Initially, yeah. and then they got a they got an R rating. Maybe it was, but um, it's a 2010 movie, so it's Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling. It's a it's a, it's a feel good movie about a disintegrating relationship, right? Oh, it's not feel good. <laughs> oh Lord, this is this is required. This is required watching for anyone who's going to get into a long-term relationship. <laughs> because you need to. I mean, 
it starts off in the present day and you see their life and you know he's asleep on the divan and the kids running out in the fields and like he's like male pattern baldness and Michelle Williams is like doing you know to kind of put upon wife that her husband is a fucking child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you're seeing all that going on and seeing their normal life and it's all very you know kitchen sink drama ish and then about after about 10 15 minutes into it then it cuts to when they were younger and he's got mm-hmm. more hair yeah and she's got more differently styled hair and um you start to see how they started and how they got where they were and fuck life can grind people down <laughs> not a comedy then. this is not a comedy I mean it's just, this is your art house flick this is 500 days of summer with all the jokes removed I right. see I see. I because see. you get that split between the beginning and end and things like that and so is it kind of like Eternal Sunshine where they're cutting back and forth between yes they cut back and forth and one of the interesting things about the way they made the movie was that the actual the scenes before they did they when they were kids is 16 millimeters, and the modern day scenes are all deep digital video. Oh, okay. I, know, I was only pointed out afterwards, I was looking up on the web on IMDb, but it's like, that makes total sense now, because those are happier times and look kind of classic, and the modern ones are all like, oh God, reality shit. <laughs> but like, it, 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 it is an acting powerhouse in the two of them. I think was, they were nominated, one or two she of them was. nominated. She was, she yeah. was. I don't think he was. Yeah. He was nominated for a Golden Globe, they both were, but yeah. I think she was the only one. And it is very outdoorly. Right, you know, but like, and you see these two people. Michelle Williams is emerging to be a really like amazing. She plays a nagging shrew really well. Like, I mean, at times there's one of the things about this is that it does come off more him in the present day. At least it comes off more him that's kind of causing a lot of the problems because uh-huh. he's not changing. But it's also they do balance it out quite nicely because she's more pissed off with his lack of vision, whereas he's like, my vision is to do this. No, I gotta, I gotta paint houses, and he says, you, "You like to have a, you know, you have a beer at eight o'clock in the morning." He says, "I like to have a job where I can have a beer at eight o'clock." In the morning. And he's perfectly happy. He's providing. So what's wrong? And she's like trained to be a nurse and stuff like that. And it's like you have so much potential. So potential to do what? Their arguments are those real annoying arguments where it's like no one is right. They're yeah, just yeah. fucking arguing. Right. And he's like, "What do you want me to say? It's what do you not, want me to say? What do you want me to say?" And you're no, like, "No one's." At that right. point, you want to punch him in the face because he's like, "You're not even, you're not even conversing anymore. You're just like fighting." You know, you're not, it's not even about so, what it's about. And then, but she's also at times you see her aside, and other times you think, "You nagging bitch!" You yeah. Leave, you know, you're not. They're not communication-wise, they're terrible. There's a horrible. Like, so it's not like the well-written Hollywood argument. It's like real. Like, it's like real stuff. Real. real like, you just, like, you're just, you're angry at the both of them. Right. Um. So yeah, for the acting, it's very, very good. Um, is yeah. it? I mean, but like, uh, is it difficult to watch? It can be. There's some scenes in the middle as well with some angry, angry sex that are just like. It's disturbing watching some of that bits. It's just like she's just like fucking just whatever, just do it, fuck it off, just fuck off. It's like what? Were you you want me to rape you? What the fuck are you talking to? Just be stupid, like, whatever, whatever. You know, just like act stupid, stupid nasty sex. So it does get cringy. It does get cringy at times. I mean, you do feel a bit. It like, does get get to that point where it's not entertainment anymore. Yeah, it's too real. A little bit, a little bit. I did get that a bit, but it didn't. It didn't. It, 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 as I said, you need to watch this. Say, now try not to do that. Right. When you're 10 years married, try it's to be a, a lot cooler than these it's, assholes. It's, it's a great cautionary tale. Yes, very much so. Um, one of the nicest things about the whole movie is the end credits. It's like at the beginning, it's very much like David Lynch. It's just a big title card. Blue, Valentine. That's it. Um, but at the end credits, it's what it is. is it's, I think it's, far, it's 4th of July when it ends, so there's fireworks going off. So it's beautifully still photos of them with the credits beside them and the fireworks are exploding through the colors. You know what I mean? Pictures black to start with when the firework explodes, then it illuminates the, the picture. Mm-hmm. And it's got pictures of them like from, you know, 
in the beginning and in the end, and it's all really kind of like romantic looking. It looks like a completely different movie, but it's actually just really beautiful looking. And some of the still shots they've taken, I mean, the director, and um, his name's France. <laughs> or, so, or it's not Cine France, it's Derek Kian France, almost Cine France. But um, he's, a, he's directed, I think, a lot of uh, documentaries and things like that. So, um, Black and White, a portrait of Sean Humes. I've never heard any of these. Run DMC and Jam Master Date, the last interview. So, that, that whole end scene does come together really nicely. You're thinking, you know, the still shots are so beautiful and the movie is so ugly. It's like interesting to see what he would do with, if he did do the 500 Days of Summer, what it would look yeah, like kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, interesting to watch. And, you know, it definitely shows Michelle Williams is definitely a powerhouse and Ryan Gosling stands up to it as well. Yeah. Michelle Williams, she's another actress that has really sort of not gone the ingenue Hollywood yeah, yeah. route. She doesn't play, you know, girlfriend in action movie or wife in action oh, movie. Or the Jennifer Anderson role. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. One <laughs> Jennifer Anderson's in the movie. So yeah, Gia, what do you got? I thought you had another movie. I do, but go on. All you right. Know, I disperse it. Since I did not... I haven't been watching any movies coming out this week. I thought I'd go for an old movie, well, oldish movie, that doesn't quite get the respect that it normally, that I think it should. Shit, I forgot. Hang on. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just some trivia again. It, it gives you an idea of the type of movie. And they shot all the falling in love bits. And Sorry, so, man. So this, is, this, is, this is quite interesting. They shot all the, because it, it plays into monsters as well. They shot an awful lot of the falling in love bits first. And then Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling got a rented house and lived there for a month to try and age themselves and to get into those roles. And they said they spent they spent a lot of their time grocery shopping, cooking dinner, and learning how to pick fights with each other. Which they fucked. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue, yeah, she came to the movie because she liked the script, but before it started, the director said that he's no longer interested in the script, and he wanted her and Ryan Gosling to improvise their scenes. So it's totally improvised as well. Yeah. This unnerved Williams, but Gosling said he did not mind improvising it, as he had trouble remembering his lines. <laughs> Stoner. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, so, sorry. Okay. Back to you. Sure. <laughs> I thought that was just interesting. No, 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 no other bits of trivia you want to drop on us? I'll just wait till the middle of the year. Right, okay. So my movie is Ruthless People. Danny Boyle gets a free pass. <laughs> <laughs> Even after that horrible uh, Cameron Diaz movie you did? What, uh, Life, Life Less Life Ordinary? Ordinary yeah. That's alright. I like that movie. <laughs> oh my god. So contrary. Delroy Rindo as a fucking angel. Yeah. Holly Hunter? No. Terrible. Terrible. I love Holly Hunter. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys got anything else to go? I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Alright, so Ruthless People is a film that was made in 1986. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. It's an incredibly black comedy and it's directed by the team of Zucker, Zucker, and Abrams. Uh, they are the directing team that did Top Secret and, of course, Airplane. They, they, I mean, they're the original sort of, uh, I mean, they would be like spoofs. Yeah, yeah. They sort of created yeah. the genre, you could say. They but did. this film is actually very different from what they normally do because if you know them, sort of uh, uh, David Zucker went on to do the Naked Gun series. Yeah. Jim Abrams went on to do Hot Shots. Mm -hmm. I think Jerry Zucker is the only one who kind of branched out. He did Ghost. He did and Ghost and First, and, uh, first Night. Night, which was so, a piece but, of shit. But, yeah, of course, a piece of shit. Didn't but, he also do uh, Rat Race? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they've all gone on to the to, to other careers of varying levels of success. This film, however, is very much rooted in reality, and it's a great film. The, the setup is basically Danny DeVito plays a horrible, horrible businessman who screwed over everyone that he's ever done business with and married the boss's wife, mm -hmm. played by Bette Midler, because the boss was dying and he wanted to inherit the money. 
The boss, however, didn't die, so he went off and ripped somebody else off to make his own fortune. Now he's stuck married to Bette Midler, whom he hates. <laughs> so his plan is to kill her so that he can sort of live happily ever after with his mistress. Right. Played by Anita Morris. Yes. Who is, uh, yeah. And so what happens is he goes to kill his wife and finds out that she's been kidnapped. Oh. And she's been kidnapped by these two hapless kidnappers played by Judge Reinhold and Helen Slater. And they keep <laughs> ransoming Danny DeVito for money, threatening to kill the Bette Midler character if he doesn't pay up. And he doesn't give He shit. keeps refusing to pay, hopeful, <laughs> hoping that they'll kill, kill her. Yeah. And so the story progresses in there. It's quite farcical in a way, and things sort of, the, the twists and turns and things turn. It does have a very healthy mix of like ki killer one-liners and also a lot of like physical comedy, yeah, like, and, especially and, with the, uh, the kidnappers and Bette Midler. Yeah, and real character arcs for everybody yeah, and twisty yep. turny plots. And it's got this great cast. Like Danny DeVito is brilliant as the, the asshole. Uh -huh. Bette Midler is incredibly funny. And these, of course, these two roles, Bette Midler's and Danny DeVito's, they're not subtle roles. I mean, no, these yeah. guys really chew the scenery, but they do it really well. Uh, Judge Reinhold and Helen Slater are great. Helen Slater plays wide-eyed naivety and innocence better than anyone. Yeah. And Judge Reinhold is just, you know, he just reeks decent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays like, yeah, uh, there's, I think, a line in this movie where he actually goes like, how can I be a criminal? I can't even sell retail. He's <laughs> so nice that he refuses to rip people off when he's selling them stereos. Yeah. And Bill Pullman is in it in a very small role. I think it's one of his earliest roles. Yeah, he's, he plays uh, literally, the, they, they refer to him in the movie as the stupidest, stupidest person on the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it brilliantly. So it's a great, it's a black comedy, but it's a great movie, and if you haven't seen it, you really should check it out. It is very, very, very funny. And uh, that, uh, that uh, actor that we were talking about earlier who plays the cop's name is Art Evans. Art Evans. If you've seen movies in the 80s and 90s, this guy Art Evans played Pretty much secondary black cop in yeah. pretty much all of them. I yeah, think. pretty much all of them. He never he never got his own moment. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a fantastic film. It's funny as hell. I mean, really great one-liners. Do the Danny DeVito thing. Well, I mean, my, my favorite scene from this movie is uh, Danny DeVito is uh, in his office and he's talking to this young cop, uh -huh. uniform cop, and he gets a phone call and he picks up and he's like, uh, hello? Uh, Debbie? Yeah, Debbie's here. Who's this? Uh, Ralph? Debbie can't come to the phone right now. My dick's in, his, my dick's in her mouth. And then he looks at the Freudian cop, <laughs> and then uh, he says to the cop, I love wrong numbers. <laughs> and that's just the sort of like nasty anti-social humor. That is very much the tone of the entire tone movie. The it is very, very funny. Cool. And very so if you haven't seen this movie, I do highly recommend it. Awesome. Uh, I'll finish off then. You've only got anything else to review. Have you? Oh, you, you saw Rango. I did see Rango. Loved it. Loved it. Loved Rango. it. Great fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not a kid's film. Not a kid's film, no. It's, that's what I find. The kids are supposed to be responding yeah. to it, allegedly. Well, it's I mean, so ugly. I'm surprised it doesn't give kids nightmares. I mean, when I went to when I went to see it, there was um, a, a, a like a parents with a couple of kids, and the kids weren't enjoying it. No. Yeah, they weren't enjoying it. They were like parents were laughing like they were, they were making noise, making a lot of noise. Well, I mean, the, the the script and the tone of it is much more. I mean, it's like a meta. It's got a Hunter S. Thompson cameo yeah. for fuck's sake. Those first five <laughs> ten minutes is like, what the fuck is going on yeah, here? Where's yeah. the cowboys? Uh. And it's very much sort of a metaphysical. That's a dead cockroach. What the fuck? Yeah, metaphysical western. It's got. Why is there a guy with a chicken for a head? <laughs> it's got references to like, Chinatown and what you said, Kim Novak. Kim Novak. Yeah. Kim Novak. Kim Novak. What the fuck? Clint Eastwood shows up as God. I mean, it's yeah. very strange. You're one who just freezes. Yeah. They put balls of fruit in her head and shit. <laughs> no, it's it's an insane movie, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Great film. I mean, no, I I had a great time with it. Yeah. So if you haven't heard a previous review, go see it now. In 2D. Yes. Oh, was it a 3D film? No, nope. no, it wasn't. Although it would have been interesting it. to yeah. see that film in 3D. Although, uh, I don't think you need it to be. I don't think you need it. I think it was nice that the colors were muted that you would get in 3D because it's so, like, bare. Green Lantern's 3D, right? Yeah. Fuck. 
Shot for three D or converted to three D? I think it could converted. Because yeah, from what I heard, well, the the Clash of the Titans in three D was supposed to be terrible. So Thor yeah, is, and but apparently the worst one was supposed to be Last Airbender. Yeah, I saw that in three. That was horrible. Really yeah. horrible film. Horrible. Were you here when you did the review of that? No. No. Uh, because you know, what took me out of the movie was when there's a big fight scene and you know it was two guys in the front that they forgot to put the effects over and just doing this. <laughs> just keep doing this, yeah? Okay. Those uh, of you for those of see. you at home, Ian is waving his hands oh, like sorry, yeah. mad. <laughs> they were doing all the bending, but they had no... Yeah, you're quite skilled with this radio. Sort of <laughs> keep moving, Ian. Keep moving. Getting tired moving. Um, so yeah, I saw Monsters. Mm-hmm. Gareth Edwards monsters if you're trying to find it because it can't be tricky to find because you end up getting aliens and monsters or monsters versus aliens and loads of other monsters ball if you try and look for it online. <laughs> That'd be horrible. You see monsters <laughs> ball instead. <laughs> Where's the aliens? <laughs> well, Billy Bob Thornton comes close. <laughs> <laughs> but then. This is a story about six years before the movie. Uh, they discovered tel- they it's discovered life in the solar system, and they sent a probe to have a look. And when it came back, it crashed in Mexico. And the shit that was on the, the samples that were on it escaped, and they multiplied into all these weird life forms that live in the the, 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 the infected zone. And right. It's banned. But they're not aggressive, right? They're just sort they're of just like, weird they're animal things. Kind yeah. of, they infect the trees and shit like that. So it, the story is uh, about uh, this, this guy. <laughs> Responsibilities or you what? And the guy who directed this is oh. like Gareth Edwards. Yeah, haven't they given him the keys to the Godzilla franchise? Yes, very much so. What else has he done? This. This is his first film. Yeah. So the story of it is that um, this girl Samantha and this guy Andrew. Andrew is like a photographer for a newspaper, or magazine, or some of that. And yeah. uh, he gets a phone call that says he has to go look at the boss's daughter. Is, was in an accident or you know the, 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 they're in the part of Mexico that's supposed to be safe and there's an attack the night before and so the whole, her hotel was destroyed she's got a sprained wrist or something like that so he's to pick her up and try and get her back hotel to the hotel was destroyed she's got a sprained wrist yeah <laughs> she's got to have an injury to be in the hospital right. but we can't make it too bad but this all happens off screen this is all like yeah yeah so he just meets her and you kind of you get you know you see him meeting her, you don't know exactly what's going on at first and then it kind of explains the backstory as they go and he's got to go back to the states and the only way to do that you, I don't think they fly over because the planes kind of piss off the aliens um, so he's got to get her to the coast to get to a uh, ferry and along the way they kind of get to know each other and stuff and you see them it ends up they have to go through the zone to get to the US mm-hmm. and your man Gareth Edwards did all the effects himself as well you know that? Yeah. On his, on his Mac at home so there's a lot of um, one thing that works really well is the signs because he put the signs in mm-hmm. so the signs like infected zone or there's a mural of the aliens and stuff like that four of them made this movie there's the two actors mm-hmm. him and Sam guy I think Wow. And they just went around, and all the extras are just people who were there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they just put it together as they went. And so there's a lot of just yeah, like... Yeah, all the dialogues improvised, right? Yeah, all the dialogues improvised. They just had a, and the, the, the main, the main the only there, cast... There are a couple in real life. Whitney well. Abel yeah. and Scott McNary were actually... Scoot McNary, it's the best name ever. And Scoot. Um, the two of them were boyfriend-girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and they since got married. So like, there is a nice thawing between them. It's just like... And from what I understand, this movie has an awesome sex scene. No. Really? I heard that this movie has a great sex scene in it. That's what the Empire Magazine review said. No. Well, fuck this. All right, guys, check out the upgraded cut then. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's, she's, she's rather tasty. They got to get along and they get. <laughs> she's quiet, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But she, you know, they, as they go along, they get to know each other, and it's like the monsters. There's not. 
people talk about the allegory of the monsters, like the US for not letting people in and all that tasty. kind of stuff. <laughs> you pig. <laughs> really? <laughs> but a lot of complaints I heard when this came out the cinema was it's called Monsters, there's not many monsters in it, but I thought there was actually quite, quite a it's good decent. bit. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, there's that brand of film, what they call it, Mumblecore. Yeah. And it's, 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 for those of you who don't know, those are these almost sort of semi-improvised films with sort of non-professional actors usually yeah. shot on video and they're all about relationships and this one just the, happens to have aliens yes in the this just happens to have the aliens Giant in the background land squids who are just all kind of making whale noises yeah. and stuff so you don't see them for quite a while and you just yes. hear noises and stuff it's like whoa yes so but there are a lot of scenes of you know the two actors sitting quietly yeah. him sleeping have you know every every night it's like we better get some sleep we got a big day there's in the a lot of that we got to get some sleep we got to get that boat in the morning we got to get some sleep we got a long walk in the morning it's like Fucking, he's asleep during on any of the boat trips. He's yeah. asleep. He's a fucking guy's not collecting. Or they'll be sitting in a temple for ten minutes, and then one will turn to the other and go, "Let me tell you about my father." Yeah. So I mean, there are. And then he'll respond with, "We better get some sleep." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the bunk. <laughs> I'll be in the bunk. So I mean, I, I saw it. I thought it was an interesting film. I wouldn't say it's a great film. It, I did like the for, this is the, the, for what it was. The petrol station. Yeah, that scene was at the end scene. was actually beautifully done. It's just like because they get back to the states and there's been an attack in the states, um, and. Did you watch the rewatch the beginning directly afterwards? No. You should do that because you know the they're in the beginning bit. The the credit sequences are like these jocks on like uh, oh Homer. so that's like, after da, 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 you have a theme song man and then like you know when these things come out of nowhere and like knock shit up and it doesn't it's very it's all like uh, infrared and it's not very clear exactly what's happening but if you watch it directly after you're watching the end of the movie things make a little bit more sense. All oh, right, oh. so we've given away the the end of the movie now. Kind of. Oh. No, not really, but we haven't said anything. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. When you watch it to the end, watch the beginning, and then you'll see. Oh, okay. It really counterpoints it really nicely. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to watch. Definitely good, 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 good to see it. Don't expect, like I said, it's not um, Aliens, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a more thoughtful... Yeah, but it's, it's definitely about the characters and their relationship more yeah. than it is about the sci-fi aspect. Would you say that it uh, bodes well for Godzilla? Yeah. I mean, again, I guess the thing there is that like, he, he made, what, they bought two $8,000 cameras, and that's about all, and then they bought the flights, and that's right. about all they had. Um, if you can do that with that, what happens if they give him a million? <laughs> cool. Well, again, he'd be busy I, for nine years doing all the effects on his own. <laughs> True, but uh, you know, the weird thing is, is because it's such a different beast. I mean, Hollywood has this tendency to go, "Oh well, this guy did a movie with monsters in it. Godzilla's yeah. a monster." Yeah, it was called monsters. <laughs> but the trouble is, like, there are these movies that are so different in tone from what Godzilla mm. yeah, is going yeah, to be yeah. that you wonder, can the guy? But just do the, he might just do the same. He might just use the same footage. So Godzilla just, just Godzilla in the background. In. He, still, he still has the files on his PC. He just adds it in the background. <laughs> but Godzilla is a serious horror film. I mean, mm. it is a serious monster movie. If you see the original, it, it is quite a serious monster movie. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it isn't the Godzilla that a lot of us think of, where it's kind of like cheesy. Godzuki. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you know, Roland Emmerich like, didn't help the situation what? very much either. Hmm? Ro uh, Roland. Uh, yeah, Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. Kuchira. I still remember, I went to see that on opening day in the States, and then when that Japanese guy was seeing Kuchira, everyone, the whole cinema erupted with laughter. It's just not a good sign. No. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Baby dinos. Nah. Nah. So, anything else you want to add this week, guys? No, that pretty much wraps it up. If you uh, want to contact us about what we've said, you can get us a podcast at meatandfries.com. And we're going to wrap up with the uh, box office results from Malaysia and the U.S. Number 10 in Malaysia, unknown. Number 9, Marriage Needs Moms. Number 8, The Eagle. It's bombing badly as well, right? Yep. Number 7, Big Mamas, Like oh, Father, Like Son. Fuck. I cannot believe that this yeah. movie got made. Number 6, Dalam Botol. Number, number five, 5, Men, men suddenly, suddenly in Love. 
Number four, Rango. Rango. Number three, Hikayat Murung Mahawangsa. Number two, <laughs> Battle of Los Angeles. Number one, Sucker Punch. So yeah, Malaysians take Sucker Punch. Well, lots of things. Yes. I guess so. Malaysians yeah. like scantily clad chicks. Yes. With guns. In PG-13 movies. Right. There you go. In the it, U.S. box office top ten. At number ten, we admire Denise Moms. Number nine, The Adjustment Bureau. I like this movie. That disappeared out of the Malaysian charts pretty quick. Well, you know, I think once people clued into the fact that uh, it's more romance, less sci-fi, yeah. that probably hurt it. Number eight, Red Riding Hood. Number seven, Paul. Number six, Battle Los Angeles. Number five, Rango and Rango. Number four, The Lincoln Lawyer. I want to see this. Yeah. I want to see this because it's uh, the reviews have been pretty good and uh, they say that uh, it's a good Matthew McConaughey performance. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Limitless, which is I'm hearing good things about as yeah, well. It's yeah, it's doing a lot better than everybody thought. It was. Yeah, surprisingly. And number two, Sucker Punch. And at number one, Diary of a Wimpy Kid 2, Roderick Rules. That's so <laughs> fucked up. What a, I mean, what a, what a slap on the face. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, a, what a sucker punch. <laughs> I guarantee you, right now, Zack Snyder is like, so glad I booked Superman before this movie came out. Because Sucker Punch is not doing well. It's not doing but, well but at all. Is it a low-budget film? No. 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 I think it costs like about $70 million to make. Mm. And, it's and, and, they spent, and they spent a lot of money on marketing. And it's not doing well. Nah. Yeah, marketing's huge. But uh, nice to see Diary of a Wimpy Kid uh, in the one. Because I'm a fan of the first one. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked it. I watched the first one on the flight to San Diego. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You got to come out sooner or later. <laughs> and when you do, you're dead. It's just like, what was it? The slice of cheese on the fucking... He's got the cheese touch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about it before, the kid was such an ass. He was an actual yeah. ass. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like misguided. It was totally fucking, you're an ass, kid. Yeah. You need a, you need Robert Downey Jr. here to punch in the guts. <laughs> no, I'm, I want to see this movie, actually. Yeah. And I'm still surprised that uh, the mom from this movie is uh, Stu's bitch girlfriend in The Hangover. <laughs> I still keep forgetting that. Every time I see like the ads for this one, I'm like, fuck, I can't believe it's the same person. <laughs> and, you know, Steve Zahn, free pass. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, um, <laughs> I just always imagine him doing that when he's a cat and fucking character. Bring it back to George Clooney film. Steve Zahn was amazing and out of sight. Yes, yes, he was. was just I'm not stealing to, this car. I stole it already. Just trying to smoke a joint so that I could. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was awesome. Even J Lo was awesome in yeah. that movie. That fat guy who shoots himself in the fist. <laughs> when he's running up the stairs. Hey, bang. hey boss, I found some steaks. <laughs> And uh, it, uh, some, something a lot of people forget, um, the last movie I ever saw Nancy Allen in. Right, yes. She was um, uh, the... Was Albert it? Brooks's... Albert Brooks's uh, maid? Yeah, oh. Mistress. Mistress, yeah. And it had, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, that dude from Grey's Anatomy. Isaiah Washington? Isaiah Washington, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he played the psychopath. Mm. You're a good bitch, Tuffy. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I give that. Duffy what all bitches want. A bone. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll call it a day here, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, see you guys. Nice uh, to be here. Bye.